This morning we invite you once again to Psalm number 37. Psalm number 37. We'll be reading verses 34 down through that of 40 for your hearing uh, this morning. Psalm 37 verses 34 through 40. The psalmist, he says, Wait on the Lord and keep His way, and He shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright. For the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. And the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in Him. Now this morning we want to continue on with that of our study of Psalm 37. And as we do, we come to the last section of the psalm. And that last section runs, as we've just read, uh, verses 34 uh, through 40. Now last week in that of our study, uh, we uh, covered that of basically two sections. We covered one section in the morning and one section uh, in the afternoon. And the first section was verses 21 through 26. Uh, and the focus there was primarily upon that of the righteous. Uh, we gave a summary last week uh, of the section and we focused in on then of verses 23 through 26, the steps of a good man. Uh, uh, and uh, it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delighteth in his way. Though he fail, fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is ever blessed. Verses 23 through 26 uh, there. And as we looked at that first section, our focus was upon those verses 23 through 26. And we learned several things from that passage. Number one, the Lord orders the steps of a good man. The Lord delights in the ways of the good man. The Lord upholds with His hand the good man. And the Lord does not abandon that of the good man. In the afternoon, we covered verses 27 through that of 33. And in that section, uh, basically, uh, the psalmist uh, gave some practical application uh, uh, in those verses. He gave us an exhortation in the very beginning of that section uh, to depart from evil uh, and to do good. Uh, and then, basically, then he spoke of that of God's care uh, and protection of the righteous. Now, this week, as we come into that of this very last uh, section of the psalm, it begins with verse 24 and continues to the end, uh, we 
find that of two sets of participles, or not participles, uh, that of uh, imperatives, uh, commands uh, given to us. And I say sets of commands because in verse number 34, where we're going to begin, we see two commands given and they are connected. In verse 34, the psalmist, he says, wait on the Lord and keep his way. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. These are uh, the first set of imperatives uh, of that of this section. The second uh, pair of uh, imperatives is found down in verse number 37 where he says mark the perfect man and behold the upright for the end of that man is peace there we have two imperatives again uh, mark and behold mark the perfect man and behold the upright. So wait and keep is the first set, and mark and behold is the second set. Now, this morning, what I want to do is focus in on that of the first set of imperatives that break down that of the section which is before us today. We'll look at that of the second set of imperatives uh, later on uh, this afternoon in the afternoon uh, service. But we're going to focus in primarily on verse 34 through 36 for our lesson this morning. So let's read those verses once again. Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. These are the verses that we want to focus in on this morning. And the first imperative uh, is found there in the very beginning of verse number uh, 34, and it's, Wait on the Lord. Now, in the beginning of our study of the psalm, I told you what the big ideal was of the psalm. I'm going to remind you what that big ideal is. The big ideal is this. Whatever disconsolation or discomfort the prosperity of the wicked may create for the righteous, they can find consolation in trusting the Lord and doing good. They can take comfort in knowing the prosperity of the wicked is short-lived. It may seem the wicked is getting away with everything, and it may seem the righteous are getting the raw end of the deal, but that is not the case, for in the end the wicked shall be cut off, and the righteous shall know the joys of the Lord. Now that's that's the big ideal of the psalm. That's the central uh, theme or subject of the psalm that we've been considering for several weeks now. Now, uh, as we think about that big idea, 
we, we said uh, that it stated that we can take comfort in knowing that the prosperity of the wicked shall be short-lived and that the Lord is in control, that we can trust Him. And thus, as we noted in the very beginning of the psalm, the psalmist, he calls upon us to fret not. He calls upon us to trust in the Lord, to delight ourselves in the Lord, to commit our way unto the Lord, and to rest in the Lord, and to cease from anger. And all of these commands given to us in the very beginning of the psalm is in light of that of this big idea. Uh, the idea of the prosperity of the wicked or the seen prosperity of the wicked uh, uh, and them, you know, living it up and, so to speak, not being judged for it, so to speak. Well, the Lord, he says, fret not. Fret not. The psalmist tells us, fret not at evil doers. Leave it in the Lord's hand. And so as we come to this last section of the psalm, the psalmist encourages us to take that of the long view, so to speak. The long view. You know, as we think of our lives, we've most likely seen that of what the psalmist here is speaking of our whole life. The wicked seemingly getting away with that of their evil doing. Well, in this last section, the psalmist says, wait. Just wait. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord and keep His way. In the long run, the righteous will be exalted and protected and the wicked will be brought down. What does it mean to wait on the Lord? What's, what's involved in waiting on the Lord? What does it look like uh, with that of an individual waiting on the Lord? Well, let's first of all consider that of the word wait. And what I did this past week as I was contemplating uh, the verses before us here, I took an English dictionary and I looked up the word wait. Normally, I don't go to an English dictionary, but uh, recently uh, I was studying uh, that of a course, and uh, the individual was pressing the idea that words have different meanings sometimes. And of course, it's all based upon that of context. It's all based upon that of context. And so I looked up what the word wait means in an English dictionary. It's rather interesting. Uh, here are a few definitions which, was, which were given. To wait means to remain inactive or in a state of repose as until something expected happens. To wait for the bus to arrive. To wait for the bus to arrive. Second definition, to look forward eagerly, or with that of expectation. I'm just waiting for the day somebody knocks that person over. <laughs> to continue as one is an expectation or 
to wait one's turn at a telephone booth, to stay in one place or remain inactive in expectation, hold oneself in readiness uh, for that of what the expectation uh, is, to delay temporary or be temporarily delayed, to that work can wait, so to speak. It, it, it's something that temporarily, we, we can hold off on that for a moment. So those are some of the ideals uh, that are found in the English dictionary with regards to the word wait. I also went on to look at some of the synonyms. Uh, uh, one is tarry. Another one, anticipate, eager, expecting, hopeful, watchful. And then I looked up the Hebrew word. The Hebrew word here has the idea to wait or to look forward. To look forward to the occurrence of or arrival of. And this would have to do with maybe something or that of a person. Now this waiting that is being called for here is in light of that big idea that we touched upon just a moment ago. That big idea that speaks of that of the seeming prosperity of the wicked, them getting away with stuff. And maybe we as the righteous, we think we're getting it wrong end of the deal. Psalm says, wait. Wait on the Lord. What is involved in waiting on the Lord? Well, some of those thoughts that we mentioned to you from that of the English dictionary and that of the Hebrew word, I believe that we can understand just a little bit what it means. First of all, it means to trust in the Lord. To trust in the Lord. Having confidence that He knows and will take care of everything. Leaving it in that of His hand. And is that not what the psalmist said in the very beginning of the psalm? Fret not with regards to that of evildoers. Secondly, Resting in the Lord. Back in verse number 7, the psalmist wrote, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Fret not thyself because of Him who prospereth in His way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. What do we do when we rest? We're quiet, aren't we? We become calm. Beloved, that's what we need to do. In light of everything that's going on, and beloved, there's a lot of things going on in this world today. A lot of things to get out of your blood pressure up. But the psalmist says rest. How? In the Lord. 
knowing that he is Jehovah God, that he is king, that he's the sovereign of the universe, and beloved, he's in control of everything that is going on. Don't be all up in the air, heated in, in a frenzy. Looking with anticipation for the Lord to come. Are you looking for the Lord? You know, if we spend half of the time being all upset and frenzied without just simply trusting in the Lord, oh, how much better off we would be many times. Our focus would be where it should be, upon that of the Lord. We wouldn't be focused upon that of the wicked, that of the evildoer. Then lastly, wait upon the Lord. It involves patience. And I believe that every one of us would probably say, maybe, some probably, probably wouldn't admit it, that all of us have trouble with patience, don't we? I mean, have you ever been waiting on somebody and you got a time restraint and you think, where are they? Why don't they get here? Don't they know that we got to be such and such place at a certain time? Lord, can't you see what's going on in this wicked world? Why don't you do something? Now, beloved, to wait upon the Lord is to be patient. Beloved, His timetable is not that of our timetable. His timetable time is different. And beloved, He's going to bring it to pass according to that of His timetable, not ours. There's an old song that I remembered as I was thinking about this. These are the words of it. Soon this life will all be over. And our pilgrimage will end. Soon we'll take our heavenly journey. Be at home again with friends. Heaven's gates are standing open. Waiting for our entrance there. Some sweet day we're going over. All the beauties there to share. Just a little while to stay here. Just a little while to wait. Just a little while to labor. In the past, that's always straight. Just a little more of trouble in this low and sinful state. Then we'll enter heaven's portals, sweeping through the pearly gates. Remember, just a little while to wait. Just a little while longer. And the Lord's in control. Wait on the Lord. Now you note, he goes on to say, and, and keep his way. He doesn't stop with just that of waiting upon that of the Lord, which, you know, as we've already talked about waiting on the Lord, it kind of speaks of that of inactivity to some extent. Cease from being angry. Angry. Rest in the Lord. There is an activity that we are to cease from. That frenziness, 
that being all upset and heated up with regards uh, about some, some things that we can't do anything about. But the psalmist here doesn't tell us to stop and just do nothing. No, beloved, along with that of forsaking that frenziness, that of that out of being worried and all upset, he says, forsake that and keep his way. Keep his way. Whose way? The Lord's way. The Lord's path that He's laid down for us in that of His Word. And that word, keep, I know Don mentioned that in that of our Sunday school class, and I've kind of somewhat forgotten about that word being used over there with regards uh, to that of the Sabbath. The Hebrew word has the meaning of keep or watch over, to guard, to observe. The word way here has the meaning of one's course or pathway. And so the idea here is, is that of observation or observing that of His way. What does that mean, Brother Steve? It means keeping that of His word, obeying His commandments. Doing what He tells us to do. What we ought to be doing. Back in verse 3, the psalmist said, Trust in the Lord and do good. Do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Back in verse 27, the psalmist, he tells us, Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. So from these verses we can see that you know our position shouldn't be one of total inactivity, but it ought to be that of activity involved in those things that are pleasing in the sight of the Lord. And beloved, as I've said already once, if we're involved in those things that are pleasing to the Lord, if our eye is upon the Lord, if we're resting in Him, if we're trusting in Him, we won't have any time to worry about that of the wicked and their evil doings. Because our focus will be where it's supposed to be. Wait on the Lord and keep His way. You know, the psalmist doesn't stop there. No, the psalmist doesn't stop there. He goes on to tell us there. He says, And he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. Exaltation. A raising up of one. He says, He, that is the Lord, He shall exalt thee to inherit the land. He shall. Future. Future. Beloved, we have a future. We have a prospect that is great. We who are the children of the Lord. The psalmist here says, the Lord will bless you. You know the blessings of the Lord. You may go through some difficult times here. The psalmist isn't denying that in the psalm. But he says, in the latter end, 
You'll be blessed. You'll be the one that is exalted. And as you look later on in that of the next few verses, you know, the psalmist speaks of the wicked and them like that of a big green bay tree. Prosperous. Powerful. Seemingly ones who are exalted. Ones who are living it up, so to speak. And doing those things that they ought not to be doing. But the psalmist here, he says, the Lord will exalt you. The Lord will bless you. And note the last part. When, when the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. When, speak some time, when the Lord, he says, when the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. It's not if they will be cut off. It is when they shall be cut off. Note that. The wicked will be cut off. They will perish. And he goes on to say, Thou shalt see it. In other words, you'll see that the end of the wicked is not good. And that the end of the righteous is good. Psalmist here is not telling us that we'll say, boy, I'm glad they got that. No, beloved. But we will see, we will see, and we will know that the wicked, as they got their just due, and we'll praise Jehovah. We'll praise the Lord for it. In verse 35, we have a personal, a personal testimony. He says, I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Now I say a personal testimony because you'll note that of the pronoun, the first person pronoun that is used twice here in these two verses. That pronoun being I. The psalmist actually gave his testimony earlier in that of the passage, which we noted last week, and that had to do with that of the steps of a good man. Up in verse 23, he said, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Now, I read those verses because I want you to understand that the one who is speaking here 
is not someone that is young and inexperienced. But this one who is speaking here is one who is experienced. He's one who has lived here on the earth. He has seen some things. And of course, the one who is being spoken of here is none other than the other David. He says, I, I have been young and now I'm old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Coming down to that of our verses, he says, I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree, yet he passed away and lo, he was not yea. I sought him, but he could not be found. I have seen the wicked in great power. I'm sure every one of us here today, like David, we could say that very same thing. Matter of fact, even right now, those who are in positions of leadership, some of them, we could say that they're the ones that the psalmist David here is speaking of. I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Now what does, what does David mean here? He uses that of an earthly illustration here. And the idea here is, is that this tree that he speaks of as being a great bay tree, that it's one that is flourishing. Flourishing. And so the idea is, is that of the wicked being powerful and flourishing. He says, I have seen the wicked in great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet, he says, he passed away. And lo, now, this word lo here is in the imperative. Lo. Look. He was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. David said, I saw the wicked. I saw them great and powerful, spreading themselves out, prosperous. And then they were gone. They were gone. As if it had never been. As if it had never been. And as we think about what David here is speaking of, oh, we have many who are like the ones that he's speaking of. And, oh, they're in their high positions. They're powerful. They have power. And they are prospering. But one day, beloved, death is going to come to them. They're going to pass away. They're going to pass off the scene and it will be as if they never was. You say, well, what about the judgment? Well, we're talking about here upon the earth, right? first of all.
But secondly, as we think of that of the judgment, oh, they will appear before the Lord and they will get their just due. I've seen the wicked and great power and spreading himself like a green bay tree, yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I saw him, but he could not be found. Wait on the Lord. Keep his way. In the end, you'll be exalted, and the wicked will have their just do. I ask you in closing this morning, are you waiting on the Lord? Are you looking forward to the Lord coming? Are you keeping His way? Are you trusting in the Lord this morning? Those who trust in the Lord will know His blessings. In this life, and in the life to come. On the back of your bulletin, there's an old hymn that we'd like to sing sing in closing. When He comes. I think you'll remember the tune.
again praise thee uh, Lord for your love and mercy to us in Christ uh, Father we uh, are so grateful for your gracious purpose uh, to redeem your people uh, Lord we uh, praise you for this and for the wonderful standing we have in Christ uh, Father may we uh, wait patiently for his revelation when he will be revealed in power and great glory when he comes to judge this world. Uh, Father, do help us to uh, be watchful, uh, to be faithful in this interim. Uh, Lord, may we be found uh, watching at his appearing, loving his appearing. Father, do work in each of us mightily, both to will and do thy good pleasure. Uh, Lord, bless us, bless our families, bless the gospel to each of their hearts. Uh, Father, do bless uh, the gospel. May it go to the ends of the earth uh, that every creature might hear of all that Christ has done. Father, we uh, do pray for our country. We ask your blessing and mercy upon it. Bless us now as we part. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.